Chapter 10 of Little Miss Joycing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Little Miss Joycing by John Luther Long. Why did the fox laugh? I saw a dove talking to you today. Oh, yes, cried Joycing. She is my best friend. That is well, said the fox, mysteriously. Ask her tonight when she calls if she can have a fresh dove here every night. But why, asked the unsuspicious Joy Singh. They will be of the greatest service to me. I am very fond of doves, said the fox, and they usually agree with me. They will do what I ask readily, and Miss Roly-Poly did not ask troublesome questions. You won't hurt the dove? Certainly not, said the fox. I... Trust the doves will not hurt me. I do not think they will. A dove could not hurt you, laughed Miss Joycing. You are much larger. Ah, I don't know, said the fox. My digestion is not what it was. I do not understand that, said Miss Joycing. Anyhow, the dove has a beautiful plan for getting me back to being a girl again. And she told him of the dove's plan. But the trouble is that neither she nor the owl can execute the plan. It is often the case, said the fox, auricularly, that clever people end with being clever. Then they have to call in someone who begins by being clever. Oh, said Miss Joyce Singh, delightedly. That is me, said the fox, throwing out his chest. Oh, said Miss Joyce Singh again. The fact is that the fox, notwithstanding his protests of modesty, had begun to fascinate Miss Joycing, quite as the badger had fascinated Miss Roly-Poly. Only the case of Miss Joycing did not look so hopeless, because the fox was likely to linger over a thing he liked until the fascination departed, and one got one's senses quite back. Now the fox went on. I think I can put this plan of the doves into perfect execution. Oh, said Miss Joycing, I must have the assistance each night of a dove, or some other feathered creatures, with a sharp bill, and, and, ahem, a, a tender breast. Under my directions they shall strip the tree of its verdure. Every night we shall accomplish something, and presently the tree will be as bare as when it was born. For, you know, trees are quite leafless when they are born. Then, after the night's labor, I will invite the tired dove or other feathered creature to repose in my burrow. And what then asked curious little Joycing? But the fox only laughed and said, Never mind, I'll do the rest. It is very strange that the dove who first thought of the plan could not think how to do it. It seems very simple and easy to you, mused Joycing. Not at all, said the fox. That is the way with many people. They must be taught how to use their own hands and feet. That is why the gods made foxes so wise. You never saw a fox work, did you? Why, no, said Miss Joycing. Well, so it was intended. I suppose I could strip the green off of the tree if I would. But what would you think of me if you saw me working? Like a beaver, for instance. You would lose all respect for me. Miss Joycing had to admit that she would not consider him so cunning and powerful. The mind that boldly conceives is always above the plotting hand that executes the conception. Yes, said Joycing, breathlessly. She had heard of the fox's great words. Well then, persuade the dove to come here tonight and begin. 
End of chapter 10